Section 33 of Letters from Victorian Pioneers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Letters from Victorian Pioneers, letter number 33 from William J. T. Clarke, Melbourne, 13th of September, 1853. Agreeable to your request, I have the honour to furnish Your Excellency with the little information I possess with regard to the early settlement of Port Phillip. Early in the year 1837, when Melbourne was then a forest of large timber, I sent 2,000 female sheep from Van Diemen's Land and took up Station Peak and a portion of the Little River for nearly two years, where my sheep increased rapidly. The natives in that part were quiet and well disposed, but unwilling to work. The run I took up was capable of depasturing from 15,000 to 20,000 sheep. The first year my clip was only 17.5 bales of wool, the second 36, the third 70 bales, and it continued to increase almost in the same proportion. After remaining at the above station, other settlers arrived and contentions commenced about runs. When I left my station with my little improvements as they stood to those that liked to occupy them and travelled my sheep about 15 miles north of Bunyang where I took up a station called Darling Forest where my sheep increased and the quality and quantity of the wool also. Shortly after occupying that country, many settlers soon followed, and disputes commenced about my run. Being determined to have a sheep walk, in 1841 I again removed to the Pyrenees with a portion of my sheep, and took up a large tract of poor but healthy sheep land of about 180,000 acres, where I was unfortunate with my sheep the first two years in consequence of the scab and the difficulty of procuring labour. It then being considered so far back beyond all other settlers, and the natives being numerous, soon became aware of their superiority and strength over my establishment, and commenced their attacks on the shepherds, when the latter refused to take out their flocks alone. Consequently, I was obliged, at great cost, to send two shepherds with one flock. Nor was it safe to leave one man as hut-keeper, the blacks, seeing their superior strength, commenced driving off a number of sheep in defiance of the shepherds and destroying them wantonly and slaughtering them for their support. On one occasion, one of my overseers and shepherds traced them to one of the high mountains where they had a large quantity of my sheep slaughtered for use, and they drove off my people and retained their plunder. There was one native soon discovered to be more notorious than the rest, he was given the name of Billy Billy, who reigned several years. He, with the assistance of a number of the tribe, drove off a considerable number of my sheep and formed a station, north of mine, at a place which is now well known as Billy Billy's Waterholes, where they made a bush yard and shepherded the sheep during the day, and yarded them in the usual way at night. And when discovered, the remaining sheep were recovered with considerable difficulty. Such was the state of the station for nearly two years. When my people found it necessary to defend themselves, a number of the blacks, I am sorry to say, were shot. 
a Mr. Francis, the overseer of the station, was many times engaged in the fights with them. He was afterwards murdered by one of the shepherds on the station by being stabbed with a shears blade. The offender was brought to Melbourne and found guilty of the murder. Soon after, the natives became less numerous and peaceable, taking occasionally a sheep or two out of the folds at night, but seldom came into contact with those in charge. When labour became more abundant and the scab cured, the sheep increased rapidly, so much so that the stock of 2,000 I commenced with now count upwards of 80,000, and I have sold and boiled down for these last four years on an average 12,000 per annum, and have shipped from this stock alone for several years past nearly 800 bales of wool, worth upwards of 20 pounds per bale. Notwithstanding the present result, I beg to observe the loss was great for the first seven years. Having had occasion to have the stations of Dowling Forest and Pyrenees valued seven years after I first settled, the expense of carrying them on, with first cost of sheep, etc., with interest added, amounted to double the amount of the highest value that could be then set on them after giving credit for all sales of wool, etc., this arose chiefly from the great difference in the value of the sheep, as when I shipped the original from Van Diemen's land, sheep were worth upwards of two pounds per head, and at the expiration of seven years they were only worth three shillings to three and sixpence, for which price I bought one of the best stations in Victoria, situated at the Maiden Hills, from Mr. Hodgkinson. But from that time sheep farming has gradually improved, and every one that has managed his flocks properly cannot have any occasion to complain. As to cattle generally, I think they have been unproductive previously to the gold fields. Having myself purchased 400 head in the year 1840 for £4,000, which cattle I kept till the year 1849 and their increase, which numbered upwards of 2,200 head, when I sold the whole for 3,300 pounds, giving one, two, and three years' credit without interest. I also established a herd of horses that increased and paid exceedingly well. I have the honour to be Your Excellency's most obedient servant, William J. T. Clarke, His Excellency C. J. La Trobe, Esquire. End of section 33.